And we kick it off today with Ticker Hot Shots with Veronica Dudo, who's in New York City for us. Veronica, great to see you. Now, let's start with U.S. President Joe Biden. He's warning Israel that it's losing international support due to the bombing of civilians in its war against Hamas militants in Gaza. And now the further sign of world concern over the conduct of the conflict. Now in its third month, Australia, Canada and New Zealand saying that they're supporting an international efforts towards a sustainable ceasefire. That is something that obviously Israel uh, and, and Benjamin Netanyahu are very much against the concept of. But we did have somewhat of a pause over the past week uh, and then it continued again. What do we know? So that's really interesting to bring up was that the ceasefire was arranged in good faith and it was the terror group Hamas that broke it. And so they resumed back to fighting. So that's definitely something that needs to be remembered in all of this. Now, the United Nations General Assembly, they just uh, voted overwhelmingly for a humanitarian ceasefire immediately. About 10 uh, nations voted against it, including the United States. And it's not a surprise because last week, the United States vetoed a similar resolution um, on the Security Council. So that's news that's happening out of New York right now. Uh, and we did hear President Joe Biden uh, saying to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that there is a potential um, that support could start to dwindle just in seeing a lot of the atrocities, but at the same time, we know the terrorists are using human shields. So it's a very difficult situation so far. It is a difficult situation, but as we see these pictures that we're playing on screen at the moment, it's also a very difficult situation for the innocent people who've been caught up in this as well. And given that we have seen Israel go so fierce, so hard, and obviously the events of October 7, there's some justification for that. But the rest of the world aren't saying Israel's wrong necessarily, or the countries like Australia, Canada, and New Zealand that I refer to, uh, but they are saying enough is enough. We want to see the violence stop, civilians shouldn't be getting in the way here. That's fair enough, right? So that's the whole point is that Hamas planned for this to happen. That is why they use the human shields. This is why they did uh, attack innocent civilians. And what Israel is saying is if they don't do this now, then maybe in another month or two, they could see another attack like October 7th. And I would uh, venture to say Israel would then be asking Australia and New Zealand and Canada, well, you know, what do you suggest we do now? Do we go hard at them again? And there's really no easy answers to this for sure. Um, but uh, it, it's definitely not. But is it possible to kill off Hamas, I suppose? Like, can, if this carries on, is it possible to, to make sure that there is no Hamas, that they're annihilated? That obviously had been what Benjamin Netanyahu had said. But is that actually possible? It's a little bit like the United States terror, uh, war against terror, and what we saw in Afghanistan. Eventually, after 20 years, they had to pull out of Afghanistan and the Taliban's back in power. So, no matter how hard, how long you go for, it's still, depending on the will of the people on the other side, gets back to where it was, right? It does. It can always be uh, a never-ending battle, you know, and, and, and a lot of people have said, you know, there's always evil in the world. So it certainly, you know, just shines a light on international affairs, how important it is, um, yeah. you know, and, and how moving forward, you know, obviously it's good for negotiations rather than violence. 
Yeah, 100%. All right. Uh, still kind of connected to this, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky faced a skeptical reception from key Republicans during a trip to Washington seeking more military support against Russia. He won a pledge at the White House, though, that the US still has his back. Republicans have been reluctant, of course, to sign off on funding requests from Joe Biden, under which Ukraine would receive about $61 billion. Ukraine has received a lot of money so far. And while we've heard from the House Speaker, we'll play a bit of that in a minute, Veronica, saying that, look, we do support... The Americans do support the plight of Ukraine. However, this can't be a blank check and the White House just isn't giving us enough information about where the money's going. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you will hear the speaker talking about this. Uh, so much has been given in terms of aid. I mean, there's a report saying that there's only about $404 million left in terms of the stockpile for the weapons that are being sent from the United States. So it's something that the United States needs to look at their own security to move further uh, along in this. And Republicans are saying they want to secure the southern border. Mm. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is saying that they don't want to deal with that issue yeah. right now. All right, let's have a listen to the speaker. Held a media conference right after that meeting with President Zelensky, have a listen. I have asked the White House since the day that I was handed the gavel as speaker for clarity. We need a clear articulation of the strategy to allow Ukraine to win. And thus far, their responses have been insufficient. They have not provided us the clarity and the detail that we have requested over and over since literally 24 hours after I was handed the gavel as Speaker of the House. And so what the Biden administration seems to be asking for is billions of additional dollars with no appropriate oversight, no clear strategy to win, and, and none of the answers that I think the American people are owed. And he makes a, a good point, except for this, and I'll point this out, Veronica, which is that if all of a sudden the United States stops financially supporting Ukraine to defend itself against Russia, tanks move on Kyiv and we say goodbye to President Zelensky, Russia takes over the country, I would imagine that the cost to the United States' reputation around the world would far exceed $61 billion. So at this point, I think Republicans are looking at this and, and they're saying there isn't a plan. We're not exactly sure where the money is going. We haven't been able to deter Russia thus far. They're advancing mm. in the east. There's mm. tens of thousands of dead Ukrainians. How will this continual money make a difference? Is this a stalemate? Is this a losing battle? So I think that they're asking very real, yeah. serious and questions. That is the, yeah, you make forward. a great point, which is to make sure that this isn't a blank check that goes on forever. It is a difficult situation. Uh, in America Today with Veronica Duda, you can catch right here on Ticket. Talk to you soon, right?